Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Today on the show, we've got multiple-time guest. He's the WBC Silver Champion, Cruiserweight Canadian Sensation, Ryan Ruzicki. How's it going, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I always like having you on because we talk about other shit other than boxing usually, but <laughs> we've got <laughs> we got some fun boxing stuff to talk about tonight. Um, you kind of went out of character over the last little while and, and hit social media and started causing shit. I did. I, I had to, uh, you know, the, the too many guys were turning down fights, and I'm like, okay, like Dylan Carmen said in your last podcast, close mouth don't eat. Uh, that was the best shit I ever heard. So. It, it's very true if you especially right now in the times that we're kind of, we're living in it's hard for guys to get fights and I messaged you I said hey man you're one of the lucky ones that is going to be able to get in there and and get it done but you went through a, a long list of people that you tried to get fights with and they all said no a lot of guys man there was a lot of guys in Canada that my promoters were uh were trying to get in, me in the ring with and uh they weren't having it <laughs> Jan Pellerin was the funniest one to me. Yeah, you know what? That guy, like, at first I was like, ah, oh, you little, you little bits. Like, I was, like, pissed off that he wouldn't take the fight. And then and then I seen a post on Facebook somebody put up. Like, um, I don't know who it was, but some girl put up a post, like, this guy's calling out Canadian fighters. And somebody tagged him in it. Yeah. And, uh, and they were like, well, what? Like, why don't you fight him, blah, 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 whatever. And he's just, like, laughing about it. He's like, no way. Like, at least he's like, at least he straight up said it. You know what I mean? There's no, like, no beating around the bush or nothing. He was just like, yeah, I'm not fighting you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have, you got to give him credit. He's 41 years old. He's had a lot of MMA fights. He's 10-0-1 in boxing. And he, he, he kind of said he's just getting in there to have fun. But then when I seen his opponent that he's going to fight on his own show when he's 1-4, I was like, okay, well, what are, you, what are we doing here? Yeah, bo boxing's not not what it used to be. It's really not. Sad to say, but so you've uh, you've got a very interesting opponent, though. Yeah, it, honestly, I don't think there's a tougher match in Canada for me right now. No, no I I asked you what you thought of him, and I didn't message you back for a reason because I haven't watched any of his fights, and I didn't want to speak out of turn. But he's very good. I did end up watching some of his fights. He's very very good. Very good, very good. He had. Um, I, I don't know exactly for sure, but I'm being told he had over 300 amateur fights uh, and you've had over 50 international fights. So compared to my 21 amateur fights and zero international fights, that's pretty, you know, pretty uh, massive difference. When we run your amateur fights, they don't reflect what you're doing now in professional boxing. I believe your amateur record was 10 and 11 at a weight class that you shouldn't have been fighting in. No, that's right. I fought super heavyweight for out of twenty one fights, I think fifteen of them, sixteen of them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and I was literally like to to make the weight, I would chug four liters of water and sometimes I'd even hook up ankle weights under my pants. Like I'd wear like baggy sweatpants, put like ankle weights on to make so it would get me up to like two ten. <laughs> You weren't a you weren't a grown adult either at that time. I'm I'm guessing 15, 16, 17 years old. Yeah, around there. I think I had when I fought like Keen and Sir Max and them guys. Uh, uh, who else I fight? Dawson Gibson, Chris Bernier, all the Aaron Huggins, all the big name cruiserweight or er, super heavyweights in Canada. I fought them all, man. And I was like, 
1819. When you post some of those videos, too, I cringe looking at them because uh, at one point you put your hands down and were t- taking bombs and, yeah. la- and laughing. Dan Cermax. <laughs> <laughs> laughing. Yeah, yeah, laughing my head off. I used to get, like, hysterical in there in, in my fights. Like, guys would be swinging, and I don't know why. I just, like, I'd find it funny. Well, for longevity and uh, when you're 60 years old, let's maybe not do that anymore. <laughs> no, listen, I like I, I learned my lesson. Like, I didn't do it in, in uh, a fight I had, like, against Kateg, the Russian dude. Yeah. Like, I didn't let him hit me, but he hit me with shots. And then months after the fights, I can't even look at a TV and, like, without getting a headache. I'm like, you know what? It's time to change my game a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh... You know, everybody can say it and everybody can be like, you know, you can't take those shots. You're going to end up drooling and shit when you're 50. And I'm, and I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, whatever. But until it actually starts, I start feeling the effects. I'm like, now I'm like, yeah, uh, time to work on the defense. <laughs> Slip and rip, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what is this guy's name? Because I don't know how to pronounce it. Do you know how to pronounce it? Salar Galami, I think. I don't know. Something I just, like that. I'll probably just butcher it. I don't want to butcher it and do the guy injustice because it's a really good fight. It's a really good fight, man. A lot of people don't know how good of a fight this is because they're looking at his 4-0 pro record and some soft opposition, and like they're like, oh, Ryan's going to run through him. And it's like, no, no, this is uh, this is probably this is going to be my trickiest fight. It's going to be very tricky, and it, it, it might take you past the third round, third or fourth round. I expect it to, man, honestly. I expect it to go late. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. See if Bruiser comes out in the second or the third. See, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's different when it's different in there with me. It is. You you hit very hard. I, like I told you, I've watched all of your fights that I can find on on YouTube or if they're on a website, I've found them. And I usually like to slow mo down the shots that finish the fight. Yeah, and you have a really. You you turn your punches over very well and you throw everything into it and they it's hard but they're I was talking to you there's something different we don't know what it is yet because we need to find out a few things we don't know what it is no and uh, you could ask like my coach Stevie he worked with a lot of big 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 punchers like Carmen and and uh, like heavyweights you know we're talking two hundred and fifty plus pound guys that he's held mitts for and had the uh, you know the body protector thing you hit like that and stuff and and the first the first time we trained together this is before he even like was we started getting into turning my legs into my shots and stuff I was just still pretty green when I first started going to him and I remember uh, like he said like your power is uh, it's different like it's weird from from my from my size and my frame and stuff it's just it's almost like sickening like it makes makes you nauseous when it lands anywhere kind of thing i don't know i'd never been hit by me so i, I, I couldn't tell you but <laughs> uh, we were talking it's it, it, i think it's a bone density thing it could be man because um i i destroyed my lower leg when i was around 20 i guess i shattered my fibula tibula in my ankle so i had to get it all reconstructed and uh like and i remember the surgeon saying afterwards they had a hell of a time like drilling through my bones to like to put because they had to drill holes through the tibula i think it's called yeah to to like get the fibula because they had to take the fib what was ever was left in my fibula they replaced it with like a rod and then they had to drill 
that onto my tibia, tibia. And, uh, yeah, they had, I guess that they had a hell of a time getting through the bone. Yeah. For, for folks that don't know, a punching power is, uh, it's not something that you can actually manufacture in a gym. I think it's a, it's a given gift and there's certain things that go into it the way that you can turn your hips and put your shoulders and everything into a punch. And then there's also your body makeup with the size of your tendons, your bone density, um, obviously the size of whatever you're throwing too, right? Like there's 135 pounders out there that hit like heavyweights. Oh, absolutely, man. I've, I've, I've sparred guys like middleweights and stuff that you know, got big power, and then heavyweights that they throw pillows. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, nah. there's a, there's a lot of different kinds of knockout power. There's the the guys that throw snappy punches. Yeah, and then there's the clubbers where they hit you, and it like it when you get hit in the head, you can feel it in your toes. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, man. I I I fought quite a few like that too. Like I I would explain like when people uh, I, like i get that asked a lot too like different types of punching power stuff and especially where i fought some big name punchers um like keen for example like when he hits you you know he you know a big man's hitting you yeah. it's heavy but i don't know it's like i i don't feel like i'm i'm not scared to get knocked out like i feel like if he hit me with my be- with his best shot it's just going to push me back like maybe send me off my feet but it, it's not going to shut the lights off but when a guy like carmen hits you it's it's more explosive like bang and then you just wake up on the floor you know it's, it's different different kind of power the different very different body structures and all that too like simon Keane's super muscly kind of action mm-hmm. figure kind of guy carmen's very long and lanky he's i wouldn't say that he's a muscle-bound gentleman but he definitely packs a punch yeah he's got that whip like a like a tommy hearns kind of guy you know yeah so yeah. it's fun. I'm very excited to see what happens in the in the fight that you have coming up. Um, I believe everybody's gonna be able to watch that on pay per view, right? Yeah, yeah. There'll be a there'll be a pay per view stream. No fans. It'll be in Vancouver, BC. That's right. No fans. I think there's gonna be like a handful of people in a tiny little venue, and I can't wait to my. I'm excited to watch the fight afterwards, just to listen to the punches land. And that's my, I can't wait for that. <laughs> I think you'll be able to hear him in there. Cause they just echo through the place. Oh yeah, definitely. He's a good puncher too. You know, I, I was watching like a couple films on him. Like if you, I, I creeped his car, so I'm going to creep his Instagram and stuff. And like, <laughs> he's got some, uh, little clips like of, of amateur fights, sleeping guys, like oh, flat yeah. out, out cold. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't call him a puncher, but, I'm going to have to be aware of that. I think he's got a little bit more of that snappiness. I think so, too. Like, the speed, the, like a little bit explosive, accuracy. He's a pretty big so. guy, too. He's not small. No, they just sent me the video of his weigh-in today because I'm defending my WBC okay. belt. So they got to do the um, however many days out it is the weigh-in. Like, as the fight gets closer, you to make sure you're not too heavy. Yeah. And... Uh, Today he was like two ten point six something like that. You're one ninety five. One ninety eight right now. Oh, that's one, no one one ninety seven point something. Hey, you'll With walk in, on. You'll walk in there probably one ninety three is no one ninety three one ninety five normal. Oh, there, yeah. I think yeah. I think uh, I, I think I fought my best around one ninety two to one ninety, like low one nineties. Because you're saying your last fight you were a little bit bigger than normal. Yeah, I came in like two oh two, something like that. You didn't feel good. No, no. I, I felt like I remember the first first round, 
I could see everything. Like I, I seen the knockout. Uh, I didn't feel like the guy had much there, like coming at me, right? But um, I remember it wasn't until halfway through the second round I started getting going. Okay. Did you feel puffy, a little little bloated, or what the hell was going on? Yeah, a little bloated, and like my body was holding a lot of water weight. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't think I got my diet right at all. That was the first time in my whole boxing career that my uh, my diet was not as strict. Did you, uh, you run out of wild meat? Ran out of wild meat. A uh, lot of shit mentally going on before that fight. Yeah. Uh, I took, like, like that fight I had before it against the Russian in September. Yeah. I, I took some, uh, like, I took some heat, obviously, and I had it was concussed and stuff. So I don't think I was in a very good mental state leading into that fight. Yeah, that guy hit hard, man. <laughs> he hit hard. He hit fucking hard. Uh, I forgot. I, I should have said congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're engaged. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big step forward. You got somebody on lockdown. Now it's, you're all good. You don't have to worry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's cool, man. I, 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 I like finally that. met someone crazier than me and I fell in love. Good. I like that. That uh, It'll change you as a as a human being. Oh, definitely. My, my, my goals definitely are changing up a little bit like now i'm thinking like you know i need a house rather than just add parts on my duramax like we need a house (laughs) i've been with my wife now for 14 years and uh it definitely it changes a lot and there's there's a lot of struggles and complications that come with signing a piece of paper that the government needs but uh in the long run it'll be the best thing that ever happens to you oh i agree i agree i believe that Back to the fight. Um, sorry, I should have said that right off the stop of the show. I apologize. No, um, that's good. Uh, the other thing that was interesting was that you kind of stepped out of your comfort zone. You went on social media and started barking at some guys. But then the stuff came back, too. And it was weird. Yeah, a lot came back, eh? <laughs> it was weird, man. There was talk about that you couldn't eat somebody's dick. There's a lot of gay shit. I, I didn't see that. I saw some I saw some weird stuff like some threats and I was like Jesus, I'm kind of scared right now. <laughs> I was like like people in Cape Breton like, you know, we say things like, you know, I'll fucking knock you out, buddy or yeah. whatever, right? Like just your your typical uh threat. Yeah. But th- like these guys were like I don't know, I read something it was like I'm you're going to get your tattoos skinned off and like just crazy stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't see that one. I seen I seen a lot of gay stuff, and yeah, I'm pro. Fun. Like if you want to do it with dudes or chicks or whatever you want to do, I'm cool <laughs> with it. But when you say crazy stuff like that online, like you're not man enough to eat this guy's dick. That's weird. That's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking creepy. It's creepy, but I don't. They're also foreigners too, so I don't know if the translation to English is. Like, they're writing in English, but I don't know if they actually understand what the fuck they're saying. No, I don't think so. It's kind of funny, really. If they do, hey, I give you you credit for throwing it out there and trying. Yeah, good temp, buddy. (laughs) But uh, none of the social media stuff bugs you. You just, you're you're a fairly stoic guy. You don't really give a shit. No, I, I don't. To me, it's not real life. You know what I mean? 
the, the amount of times I've had people come up to me in real life and say things, it's, it's never happened. So like all that's at all that social media stuff, it's just, it's not real. It's, it's for people can, you know, the, the things you, you want to say to people, but you're just too scared to say that's, that's the place where you can get it all out and you can feel big and strong and, yeah. you know, go to bed thinking you're, you know, you're something. Uh, I've said it a hundred times on here. I get death threats all the time because I do this fucking show. And it, somebody doesn't like my guest, or I say something <laughs> stupid, or you know, or, or it's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, are you really going to jump on an airplane and come to my house? Who me? No, not you. Yeah, you might. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, might be crazy enough to, but yeah, no, it's fucked. They, it's fucked. People say dumb shit. It's funny, but uh, it a lot of guys don't like they don't wick it off. They just they get pissed and then they just keep going. Yeah, big girl Because <laughs> with you, it died off fairly quickly. Like it was like two days, no, no replies, and it was over. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I, like I, I don't know, I got a good laugh reading some of it. Well, it worked. Yeah, it worked. I got to fight, so yeah. Now I can go, now I can go back into my character and you just be you. Do what I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the hell happened to your truck? Holy fuck! I, um, well, the front end is getting bad in it, like. It's an O2, and the front end's all original parts. So I, I just, like, I mean, right now, times are tough, obviously. So so I was like, well, after this fight, then I'll get the, get the front end redone. Yeah. And, like, I was, I was pushing it for a few months. Like, everything's just, like, wobbling and, fuck, you know, ready to go. All the ball joints wore out and stuff. And then on the way to training the other day, I was coming around a turn, and kablunk, fuck, I was like, oh, shit. And I looked, and the control arm snapped. <laughs> oh, man. So it's yeah, out of commission, though. Yeah. Well, if I was on a highway, I would have been done for. So the truck is out of commission now? Nope. Got her back on the road. Jeez. You replaced the front end? Yeah. Well, just what I needed to. Okay. Because that, yeah, yeah. that was your dream vehicle. Oh, yeah. Still is. You love that thing, huh? Oh, fucking right. <laughs> I love this truck. I'm, I'll, I don't care. If I, get a, if I get a world title shot anytime soon and I make you know the big the big bucks... I'll still be driving this truck. I'll just redo it, do some body work on it, and you know, you, buy my grandmother a Mustang, get, take care of my family. But this is this is my dream truck. I got no interest in anything else. Why that truck? I don't know. I think I saw one when I was a kid or something. Just a just a diesel truck, a green diesel truck. I didn't know it was going to be a Duramax, but then I started once I started researching them and you know, learning more about them. I was like, ah, oh, it's got to be a Duramax. And you got it. Yeah. Did you pick it up for cheap? Uh, I think it was like ten grand. I got got it for. Oh, that's not even bad. That's cheap. No, and it's two hundred thousand when I got it, so we're not even broke in. I got two seventy on it now. Shit, those yeah. those Duramaxes, you can put a million miles on those things. Yeah, that's that's my goal. I want to get get a million miles out of it. So let's say you get the big fight, fifty million dollars. You're just dropping some money into the old Duramax, and that's it. That's it. Get get let let the. Uh, let my fiance pick out a house, whatever. Yeah. I, I know she's got the similar. We both want like a log cabin style house and like in the country in Cape Breton. Do that and then take care of our family and that's it. Well, today I'm sitting in a new studio because I bought a house out in the country. I had enough. Nice. I said, fuck it. Get me the hell out of town. I'm moving my, my wife and my kids and we went out to the country and uh, probably a great thing. Oh, absolutely, man! It's a, it's a, 
It's so good for the mind. And I got deer running through my yard. Perfect. Don't need to go to a grocery store. No, not this year. Not at all. <laughs> Just to, as soon as summer hits, I'm planting a garden. I won't be going at all. Perfect. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's like my goal. How did uh, hunting season go for you this year? Not good. Not good. No hunting this year. What? Nope. I got caught up in some charges and got a weapons ban and no hunting. This will be my first time in 20 years I didn't get a deer. Wow. How long is the weapons ban? Um, I'm hoping I got court this uh, Friday coming up, and then that's going to be the end of it. So I'll make up for it this year coming. Is this stuff going to get just thrown out of court? No. Uh, we'll be just thrown out. Like I'll, I'll get a little, uh, you know, little conditions, like conditions and stuff out of it. But okay, no jail time. Good li- like, like I said earlier, um, after the fight with the Russian, mentally there was something wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it wasn't there. It wasn't me drinking a lot. I did obviously. I'm not going to put that stuff out in the media. But yeah, yeah. I was having like there were some struggles there. And anyway, well, life lessons. As long as there's no jail time involved, we're we're good. No, got got out of there, and that was that. Good. Well, moving on from that subject, I didn't know that. That's terrible. And if I have a way to ship you some deer meat, I'm gonna fucking do it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> you know what? Because I sent you a picture of uh, what was hanging in my basement. Yeah, yeah, you got some nice, nice deer this year. Yeah, some good eaters. I actually uh, started bird hunting this year too. Oh yeah, what kind? What do you got out there? So we got uh, sharp tails, pheasants, uh, Hungarian partridge. Uh, there's a couple other ones that we can hunt, but they're not in my area. But those are the big three here, and then geese, obviously, and ducks. But yeah, I like the the pheasants and the partridge are nice. Yeah, we got them too. That's that's what you want. So can you pick up a bow then? You ever tried bow? A bow? Yeah, bow hunting. I've never bow hunted. No, but I don't think I can right now. Oh, all right. Fuck it. But soon, soon enough, we'll so, be back at her. Obviously, uh, the fight's going to be in Vancouver, BC. So when do you plan on heading to Vancouver? It's going to be a week out kind of thing? Yeah, so uh, like I said, uh, this March 12th, this month, next week, I fly to Hamilton, yeah. start, start camp, uh, do my camp, and then fly to bc on the 19th april 19th fight on the 24th because this one is going to be very different as to the other ones because you're gonna have to quarantine and do the the covid bubble and all that kind of stuff yeah like when i get i don't know what the i don't know what the rules is like when i get there i don't know if i have to quarantine or just get tested like i don't know what's going on (laughs) yeah i would guess you'll you'll have to do the covid test it probably won't be as strict as like what the ufc does they test their guys three times a week until right up until fight day but uh yeah it's it's intense but you'll probably get tested and then you'll have to quarantine in a hotel for a week and then they'll test you the day before the fight and then it's on okay yeah i don't know i know when i get there my mind like I won't know what's going on around me. I don't care. <laughs> well, I'm guessing your coach is, is going to get an itinerary and then just tell you what the hell you have to do and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. It'll be different though. The no fans. How do you feel about the no fans? Well, I had probably over anywhere over a hundred to 120 street fights. So fighting with no fans is nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> I had many, many, many wars in parking lots where no one was watching. 
it'll be just... a, it'll be a very different experience because you'll be able to hear his corner, but I don't think they'll be speaking English. No, if they're if they're smart, they won't. I because I, I people don't realize it. like everybody's got this this um they think that I'm literally just a brainless brawler. I walk in swinging bombs, put my hands down, do crazy things, yell at people in the ring, and knock them out. But like I'm a thinker. That's that's what people don't realize when I'm in the ring. I I'm thinking and I'm literally like I'm watching everything my opponent's doing. I listen to the corner. I'm like I'm just I'm I'm seeing what his reactions are to my feints when I jab. Like there's a lot going on in there that that people don't realize. He's this guy's going to be shocked when he hits a lot of air. Well, a lot of people they don't um, they don't take the time to kind of really watch you or or other or other professional fighters to see what they're doing outside of the ring or follow their social media and actually pay attention to what the hell is going on. Because if, no. if people watched your social media, they would know that you study. You don't just watch fights. I feel like you're studying. I study, man. Like the the hours of tapes I watch in the run of a day of fights, like Dion, my fiance, she's constantly like, Ryan, shut that shit off. Because I'm literally like, always, all you can hear is, and it introducing in this corner 15 round fight like I'm, I'm constantly watching old school fights joe lewis yeah you know jack dempsey all, all them old guys that like hours and hours every day and I, I repeat the same fights over and over and over and i always find something like something little and then i'll go to the gym and i'll practice it for hours that that's my life right and that's where you got that uh that left hook from the dempsey left hook yep. yeah short short left hook I mean, I'll throw it long, too. I'll throw it wide. Sometimes I throw it wild. But my, my best shot is the short punch. My elbow doesn't come off my body. Just bang, right there. It works. Know, I, I got that from watching them guys. So where do you find all this old tape? Is this just an internet thing, or do you have a, a catalog that you can go back I, and... I go on YouTube. There's a lot on YouTube, of okay. course. Um, I also have probably three or 400 BC like VCR, like old, old tapes. Really? Yeah. All wow. kinds of man of every fight you could think of. Wow. And you, you still have a, a thing that plays VHS tapes. Uh, I don't now. I used to, but I don't mm-hmm. anymore, but I'm going to get another one. Cause I want to start watching all my old tapes again. Cause I got so many lost, lost tapes of fighters that like you, you can't find on the internet. I'd love to see you get the thing that could uh, convert it into digital. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd I be never cool. thought of that. Because then you could save it on like an external drive and then just plug it into your computer whenever the hell you want. Oh, yeah. I got like, I got so many old, um, like Canadian fighters, like Yvonne Durrell fights and stuff that you cannot find anywhere. That's amazing. Yeah. You might have There's the best fight history. library in Canada. I it, It's possible, honestly. I'll send you a picture of all, everything I got. I'll show you. That'd be cool. I'd like to see that. It's pretty cool. So. How how's it feel to be getting back in in a COVID time, and you're one of the lucky guys just to get in there and do it. Yeah, it's uh, I'm lucky. That's all I can say, right? Like, I've been I've been trying to get a fight now for a while, and like literally harassing my promoters, like guys, you got to get me in the ring. I just keep saying like, a lot, you know, lions got to eat. You can't just <laughs> stick them in a cage, and not feed them. Like I'm going fuck crazy. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes you, when it comes to wanting to get something, you you just got to open your mouth and you, you did it the right way. You got what you got it done, and you're getting back in there. I got some fan questions. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, holy, uh, <laughs> this one's from Alex Mayer. 
How many rounds could Tanner go with you before he surrendered like the French did? I don't think Tanner would surrender. <laughs> I appreciate that. I give myself two rounds. <laughs> uh, that one I won't ask. Would love to see my guy go to heavyweight. Uh, he would be the dark horse for sure. That's from Justin McKenzie. Okay, yeah. Uh, is that something you'd be interested in? Definitely. Definitely. I'll, I'll like at the end of the day, I'm going to, I'm going to fight any, anyone, you know what I mean? Any weight, it doesn't matter. The offer comes, I'll take it. I'd like to see you go to 175 before heavyweight. That's possible too. I, I did. I never cut weight, so I don't know. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know how I would, how I would be there, but I mean, I'm walking around smaller than light heavyweights. Yeah, I a think you could are. you could probably diet down to 180, 185, something like that, and have a fairly easy cut. Like during during the summer, um, I I got hired as a sparring partner for Elite Alvarez. Yeah, over at Mark Ramsey's gym, and uh, he's a light heavyweight. He fights one seventy five, and like I was in the ring with this guy, and I'm like, shit, this guy's bigger than me. Like how, you're he's a weight class below me, and he's bigger than me, right? <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> It's crazy to think the amount of weight that some guys do cut. There were I was listening to a podcast the other day, and there's some MMA guys that walk around at 210, 200 pounds that go down to 155. Oh, that's that's madness, man. They think, and you then you wonder why you're seeing them get like slept. I think my chin. There's a reason. There's a reason my chin is so good. It's because like I'm always hydrated. I don't I don't mess with that. I would prefer to see fighters not cut weight, just fight at their natural weight class, because I think we would see some very different champions than what's out there right now. Absolutely. Because there, there's guys that are 5'10 that walk around at 2'10. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it'd be it'd be, uh, it'd be fun to see. Uh, next question. How uh, For how long do you plan to stay active for? That's from Ronan. I, I, I could see me fighting. This is an interesting one. Now, my, my promoters and, like, you know, most people around me saying, with my style, I'm not going to last long because, you know, I take damage. I'm in exciting firefights and, I you know, whatever. And the, everybody knows about the scar tissue. Yeah. So, like, you know, you would think I'm not going to last that long, five years. But in my mind, the way I see it is if you look at our generations – they get softer and they get softer and they get softer. And I might be the last one of the last ones in my generation. Like I might be the last hard motherfucker that's like 26 years old. So me at 40 versus all these pop tarts coming up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's different. I also think you're intelligent and I think your ability to um, to evolve is there, too. That's another thing. That's that's what my coach talks about a lot. He's like, you, like, people don't realize is how far my defense is coming. Like, like a guy like Elite or Alvarez, I'm not like, I'm not trying to hype myself up or nothing. But he had a hard time landing anything on me, and that's that says a lot. You know what I mean? That says a lot just from my my last fight last February till you know midsummer. Like the improvements that were made just in that short time. It's. You know, I guess we'll see. We'll see when it, when this fight comes. See how it's working. I see the head going now. It's yeah. It's I'm working a lot on it. Hands, a lot of Jack Dempsey 
scrolls. <laughs> Hands are up. Heads moving. I like what I'm seeing when you're hitting the bag and stuff like that. It looks a heck of a lot better than you at 16 years old. Yeah, or my shell. Like I got, I got in that habit of just standing in front of guys with the with the shell. Yeah, taking some heat, right? Like I, I'm thinking I'm good, I'm good, and I'm covered up, but they're blasting through it. <laughs> uh, next question is from Bob underscore two three seven. If you could instantly improve your cardio power or speed, speed, which would you choose? Cardio. Cardio. Definitely. I feel like you got good cardio. I got great cardio, but it comes with a massive amount of hard work. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? The, the the power comes naturally. The speed comes, you know, with some with some work. But the cardio, that's a lot of work to get my cardio up because I'm I'm naturally pretty like kind of heavily muscled. Yeah. So I got to work hard to to build build the gas tank. Now that I think about it, if you could instantly improve something, cardio would be the one I would want to do too because maybe I could eliminate having to run. That's what I'm saying. All that time you spend out on the road running, put that into pad work or put that into something else, right? Uh, having You're a fairly big guy. You're running around 200 pounds, usually 195, 192. Have you had any knee problems yet from running? Um, Yeah, I, I got a lot of problems. I, mean, I got a lot of injuries and stuff, but. I just try not to think about them, to be honest with you. <laughs> don't think about them. It's, uh, I've had two knee surgeries, man, and it's running is not an option anymore. Dude, you probably like switched a lot of swimming, bike maybe. Swimming, bike. Um, I like those elliptical trainers for some reason. I don't know why because you can increase the tension on them. You can really get going. Okay. Um, I find that those, those treadmills that do the swoop down, whatever the hell they're called, they're they're a curved treadmill. They're yeah, a lot, you get going on. Yeah. They're a lot easier on your knees. But the the one thing I found was pavement running just is not an option anymore. Damn man, that's that's all I do. And I'm old. <laughs> well, you know, time you can't beat time. <laughs> you'll you'll be here one day and you'll be like, yeah, I ain't running on that shit no more. I'm gonna run on the grass. <laughs> Man, I tried to run the other day. The other um, day, I ran Wicogma Mountain in Cape Breton. So if yeah. you're if you're a Cape Breton or listening, everybody knows what Wicogma Mountain is. It's a it's a steep mountain, and it, I don't know how many kilometers it was, but it was my off day. Like it was on a Sunday, so I'm like, I'm just gonna go take the dog out snowshoeing today, just kind of like something chill, you know, soft on on the body. And with the snowshoes on, I decided like I'm looking at the top of the mountain, and when I'm like when I'm training for a fight, to me everything's a fight. Yeah. Like everything I do, you got you get that fight mindset. You know what I mean? Like just eating supper. It's like I gotta eat it fast. Like everything's just fucking. Like... So, anyways, I'm looking at the top of the mountain. I'm like, "There's my win. I got to get to the top. And I got to get to the top now." And I just started running. Poor the poor my poor dog, man. Like halfway up the mountain, I look back, and the dog's just like drool <laughs> coming out of her mouth, and she's like, "No, no." <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, we gotta go. We gotta we gotta get to the top." And anyways, I got to the top, and then, uh, and it was like my little my little mental victory. And then I'm like, I'm as a run back down, and I'm coming back down the mountain full steam with snowshoes on, and the freaking snowshoe gets gets hooked in the snow, and like, <laughs> I wish there was a video of that. Wait, though, that was a serious one. That would have that would went viral. Me going down like just snowshoes flying. The dog got hooked in the in the <laughs> the tumble. It was bad. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Like, that, this is last Sunday. I'm still feeling it. Really? You, you hurt yourself? Oh, yeah. 
yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah, I've been doing, I've been doing physio. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. so, so you ran up this mountain in snowshoes? In snowshoes, yeah. What are you, nuts? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I could just imagine, I, I could envision 17 ways of getting hurt running with snowshoes on right now. And then coming down, it's like, oh, man. That's yeah. I mean, people, it's different. Like, mentally, I'm I'm, I'm a little different. <laughs> you should have ran up there with some skis. Yeah, true, eh? <laughs> Maybe or, next time. <laughs> or pulled up a sled so you could ride back down. Yeah, but guarantee my dog would be sitting on it. Fuck you, buddy. I'm not running up this shit again. What kind of dog is it? Uh, she's a half lab, half Tosa. That thing should have been good to go. No, she's she's been eating. She's been wintering. <laughs> That's what happened. Real thick right now. <laughs> she wasn't ready for that. Probably not. She's probably dying and sore the next day. Oh, she was. She was in bed all day. So when you take off to uh, to Hamilton, do like do you live on your own now? Like you have your own apartment? Is that what happens? Well, right now I'm on like a like I don't want to get into it too much with no, the, the don't talk condi- about condition it. stuff, right? But yeah. me and my me and my she got my girlfriend, my fiance, she's got a little apartment there, and then we we chill there. And when I go to uh, camp, like sometimes I'll stay with my promoter. Okay. Uh, I think another another couple camps I stayed with my coach. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think this time my promoter's got a little little spot for me, one of his buddies' basement or something. I'll stay there. It's not too far from the gym. And then he'll he'll lend me uh, he'll lend me a rig to uh, put this light back on. Well, I thought that's yeah, he'll 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 lend me a rig to use to get back and forth okay. from the gym. So, do you feel that it's an added bonus to you to be able to leave home to go do your camp? I have to. Okay. Like I'm, I'm here, and you know I can spar with the amateur guys and stuff here, but no, nobody's pushing me. I got, I'm constantly holding back. Like I need to go and you know get get to working with my coach because he's like he's in the process of developing my style, developing my defense. Um, you know we're we're making big moves in the gym and. And then I got guys like Carmen and Frankie Rill and, and all these guys to, to beat me up and inspire and get me ready. I've had a lot of questions about um, where you fight and why that you only strictly fight with three Lions. And I'd, I answered, obviously, you're under contract. But I'm under contract, but not only that, but these guys, they're very, we're, we're a lot alike in many ways. Like, And we're more than just like fighter promoter. Like we're actually hang out with buddies stuff like okay. that you know it's it's uh there's a good relationship there and i trust them that's the that's the key right trust because after all the hoopla that went on on the internet there's a lot of quebec people that wanted you to go over and fight for eye of the tiger yeah definitely which sure I, that'd be fun oh yeah but i think uh i don't know i feel i feel good about this like you know signed with them that three lions does fantastic work uh they do good promotion stuff they put on great shows they have great boxers signed to their to their to their promotion um i shit the bed on getting one of them on here because he called me at five o'clock in the morning and i didn't answer it no <laughs> yeah no they got they got a good like stable of fighters now especially um a lot of knockout artists you know what i mean yeah. like antonio's on in there me jesse wilcox like there's some big some big punchers, and uh, yeah, you're obviously a no- nice highlight reel knockouts on three yeah. lines cards. 
and the shows that were here in Cape Breton, man, they were like, I know, uh, Jer- you know, Jeremiah, the announcer guy, mm-hmm. little guy, he, uh, he said that, like, the, the show that was here in Cape Breton was, um, it was pro- it was up there with the, like the Eddie, the Eddie Hearn shows and things like that. And the atmosphere was, was big, like, more intense than anything he's ever seen. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a big compliment. Oh, but for sure. Any, any three Lions show I've watched, I've enjoyed the, the whole, the whole production has been fantastic. Yeah. So. I, I, I wish I could see more of it, but like at that time, my head's somewhere else, right? Well, yeah, I, I could only imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this fight, do you know where the people will be able to watch it? Like we know it's pay-per-view, but it's going to be internet pay-per-view kind of thing. Are they going to have a streaming service? Do you know what's happening? I don't know yet, but when I do know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna share it all over my social media and just let everybody know how 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 you're gonna uh, how you're gonna get it. Yeah, let make sure we all know if it's gonna be on Fight TV or whatever the hell they got going on. We all so we can blast it out. Um, I'm guessing it's not gonna be a sixty nine ninety nine Canelo pay per view, but any, no, no, it won't be done like that. Anything you're gonna throw at it's gonna be well worth the money just for the main event. Definitely, it's gonna be. Uh, a lot of violence. There's another fun fight on there. Uh, Josh Wagner's training partner is going to be fighting a gentleman named Stuart Torsic. And I apologize to Josh's training partner because I don't remember his name. You probably know him, though. Oh, Jake. Yeah, Jake. That's it. Jake, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know much about him. I know Stuart. Stuart's a tough guy. So uh, I'm I'm betting that's going to be a tough fight. Yeah, Jake Jake is a big puncher, too. And he's... Uh... He's a tough dude. That's a good match, man. That's what I like about the three Lions cards. You see, like, 50-50 fights all the time. Like, most every fight is 50-50. So, that's a fun fight. I've sparred with Stewart. Stewart's very good. Oh, good. That'd be be an interesting one, though. Very, very, very good amateur boxer. He turned pro. He tried to turn pro for a really long time. Nobody wanted to fight him because he's good. That's too bad, eh? All them guys out there, they just don't want to fight. Well, shit, you get, like I, told, I was talking to him, I was like, man, you're 30 years old. Nobody That's wants tough, to, nobody I feel wants them. To, I understand. Nobody wants to fight you because you, like, it's, t- it's tough to make a pro debut as a Canadian without a promoter. And then you got to go and try to fight another Canadian that's maybe two and zero or three and zero or one and one, and maybe signed to a promotion, and that that promotion wants to enhance their guy, and they're not going to yep. give him you. I know exactly the feeling, man. Like when I like when I, you said it earlier, my amateur record was like eleven ten or ten eleven, whatever it was. I don't even remember. But when I turned professional, there was no promoter interested in me. Really? You know what I mean? I I could show you messages. I've messaged me messaging every promoter out there. Can you sign me? Can you sign me? I need fights. I want fights. You know, I'm poor and I'm try- I'm fighting in the streets of Cape Breton trying to make a living here. Like, can you sign me? I'm a big puncher. Like, I, that's you know, I'm when I was when I was a kid, I was 21. Um, no one wanted nothing to do with me. So, I, like, I yeah. started getting on. Luckily enough for me, I was uh, I have a buddy from New Brunswick, Brandon Brewer, also yep. signed with Three right? And he was putting on fight cards, and he's like, "Hey, Ryan, right right I'm going to get you your pro debut on one of my fight cards." Like I know you can hit her and stuff. You'll be entertaining for them, and he threw. They threw me in there with a two hundred sixty some pound heavyweight, and uh, ended up being a war. And I got the knockout. Yeah. And then the next fight, I, he he had another fight card. And he got me on him again. And then there was another fight card in Nova Scotia. And I just keep like, I kept knocking people out. And then I went, I went as an opponent 
for a fighter. I, I shared it on my on my Facebook the other day. Shane Upshaw, I fought mm-hmm. him, and Shane Upshaw. If you look into him, he had a, a crazy amateur re- uh, background, and he knocked out John Michael Poulin from Quebec. He was a national champion, and he was a big name in Quebec coming up. And uh, Shane Upshaw like ended his pro career pretty much, man. Like he he selected wow. him. So I was going in as an opponent for Shane Upshaw. This is my third pro fight. I was an opponent for guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, people don't know that. People think that like I was fed these easy opponents from like, like no, that's not how it was. I earned my spot. Like I I had to fight my way to get a crack at even fighting in front of promoters, and then I I impressed them, and then then I got to fight a Boken and. We all know what happened from there. Well, Canadian boxing is weird because a lot of the, it, the only way I can spell it out is if you're signed to a promotion, you get 10 Mexicans. Yeah. If you're not, you get the guy that knocked out the 10 Mexicans. Yeah. Then you're a Mexican. <laughs> exactly. So you're Mexican for a little while until you take out a bunch of promotional guys. And then you get signed. It's a tough business because it's not like America. No, man, not at all. That's I mean, I I was that guy like at one time. People don't know that. How long do you think until you go to the states? This year, I'm I'm, I'm I think this year. Like if I, like all goes well and I win this fight, hopefully, um, win it. Maybe we'll take take another one. And I think I don't know what the plan is. Maybe after this, there's might be another one in Vancouver right after. Okay. Uh, I don't know the dates or nothing yet. It's just basically get get through this one and then, and then the next one and then uh, go for something big. I have a sneaky suspicion you're going to England for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I think there's there might be some offers coming in from England. I thought I heard I thought I heard whispers of something about you going to England. And I don't know yeah, if it's I heard, true. I heard whispers too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but uh, that'd be an amazing option. No, listen. As soon as the as soon as the offer comes, and like like I say, after this fight, worry about worry about Solara first. That's we all know that's a tough, tough, tough fight for me. Yeah, worry about that. Get through that. See what happens. Uh, there'll be uh, there'll be a big fight coming. Something's coming. It's not far off. You keep knocking people out. Eventually, somebody's gonna <laughs> somebody's gonna. Gotta, you gotta look at, look at my record and look at the, the guys I'm knocking out, and then look at everybody else who's my age with an undefeated record in the cruiserweight division, all beat all guys losing records. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and all of them are going the distance and maybe get a TKO here. Like there's nobody who starches everyone in three rounds or less in my weight division. Nobody. There's not very many people left in the cruiserweight division. If I'm honest. No, it's I, like the, I, I got to get a world title fight. Yeah. I got to get, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, the the unified champion's gone up to heavyweight now. So that's a, oh, Usyk? So, yeah, Usyk's gone. Yeah. So I I believe he's fighting for an interim belt against uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Doesn't matter. It's an interim belt, but yes. the, the the real titles will be fought for Tyson Fury versus AJ here pretty quick. That's that's the real heavyweight belt. Yeah. You know. I, I said it many times before I was shared on my stories and stuff. I don't believe in all that stuff. Even my belt, man, I'm not trying to like trash my belt or nothing, but the the Canadian title means more than more to me than, than anything else because it, I beat the guy who beat the guy, you know what I mean? So it's like, 
I, I know I'm the best cruiserweight in Canada. Yeah. I'm the legitimate cruiserweight Canadian champ. As far as like the worlds go and all that kind of stuff, like unless you beat everybody, you you know, you beat all the top guys in the world, then you call yourself a champ. It's got nothing to do about a shiny hardware you put around your waist. Uh, for the blue collar fan, they don't understand what international titles are, silver titles or gold, global, platinum belts. Uh, I don't just... even understand. <laughs> All they are is just stepping stones to get you into the top 15, top 20, top 5, number 1 contender, and then you get that world title shot. That's all. But they're fun for fans. Oh, yeah. Well, the one that, the one that matters is that, that, that world title. Which is the one? Is it the WBC belt in your eyes that's the big one? The green one, yeah. The green belt. I'm partial. That's the one you see Tyson. Like, you see Tyson and them guys, they got yeah. that on. That's That's the one, you know? I'm partial to that ring magazine belt for some reason. I like that one. The ring magazine belt. Well, I don't know what that one is. So that's, you remember, um, like, Rocky Two, Rocky One, Apollo Creed versus that they got the American flag on the belt with the little. Oh, yeah. That's the yeah, ring yeah. magazine title. That one's Yeah, fun. I know. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that would be a cool one. <laughs> I like that one for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, I've had you in your truck for long enough today, I think. I think I can get you the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. No worries, man. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy the podcast. It's awesome. Do you have anything else you want to say? A message to your opponent or anybody that hated on you on the internet or anything like that? I hate them all. I like if you hate me, I hate you too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, date of the fight is what? April seventeenth. Uh, April twenty fourth. Well, uh, my promoters are messaging me. I want to see what they're saying. They got okay. something. I can ramble on about something else. Uh, sponsors today, USG Canada, on it. Uh, go to onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10% on your purchase. Get all the earth-growing nutrients yeah. your body can put in there. Uh, would they have anything interesting to say? No, I'm just laughing because, like, I, I don't know. USG, is that the... How come every time I have an opponent, they gear them up, and then there's, like, pictures <laughs> of the opponents laid on the floor of USG on? It's That's true. like, they, they jinx, they're jinxing my opponents. Solara, make sure you wear USG. <sighs> they're just, uh, they, they make good stuff. I enjoy their... Oh, equipment. it's probably good, it's probably good gear. Right? Right. I just think it's funny, because every time I get an opponent, <laughs> and then there's, like, that pitch, you know, you get the professional pitchers coming in. Yeah. They're just like laid on the floor with the USG logo. <laughs> yeah, I think Aboken was a USG guy. Sean Miller, I think, was a USG guy. There's a couple other ones still, I think. Yeah, whatever. Maybe before them. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that is that is a. I'm gonna stop bringing them up when you're on the fucking show now. <laughs> <laughs> no, just make sure just make sure Solera got USG on. I'm very superstitious like that. Yeah, now he's got to wear it. If he needs a sponsor for shorts, I'll make sure USG's on there. Yeah, full gear logo across the belt. So, All right. on the bottom of his shoes, put it on the bottom of his shoes. That's perfect advertising space when people go against you. Definitely. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here, guys. That's the final shot.